My name is Mike, 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 Dark, 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 Dark. And I am Richard Wag, Wag, Wagner. We're back. It's Radio Waves. My name is Mike Stark. And Richard Wagoner. This week, well, the column starts out talking about the clash we had last week on the on the show, which really wasn't a clash. It, the, the, the reality is we kind of agree on it. It's just that you are politically more in tune with what goes on at KBC than I am. I I despise what goes on there <laughs> that way. In terms of radio programming, I think we agree it needs... It needs to be shaken up a little bit, no matter what the politics. It probably hits closer to you in a sense because you work there. You, you yeah, they're in the glory days when they were actually a real big deal. In, oh yeah, yeah, in sold old. out. It was the Dodger station. It was sold out. It was uh, those were amazing times at KABC. It's kind of like me watching Sears die. You're here. You are uh, watching KABC die. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know slow, they're doing everything wrong, you know. Yeah, slow, painful death. But anyway, we've moved on. You did uh, mention in the column, though, that there is a, a, a lot of people that still pine for the old K-Earth. Right. And I know people like that. And I guess if I was pushed, I would say, you know, I like the music better, Yeah. the older music, but that's not that's not going to get you the ratings. Right. And the reality is stations have to be careful of not skewing too old. And playing music like that often is going to attract people like me. I'm old, you know. <laughs> but what's what's kind of interesting is you would think with as many signals as we have, that it wouldn't matter much that you would have a station that plays the oldies. And that is one of the big disappointments I had when Saul Levine put um, classical on 1260. Yeah. I just thought that was, uh, you know... and. They're never going to get the ratings with classical. I know he's using it to promote the HD on the FM, but I just think that playing the oldies on AM was a better better use of it. The whole generation of people that still like that oldies music. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's a, a, a slight generation that likes the classical music, but there's a lot of other classical stations in town. There's really no oldies stations. Right. There, There is no station that plays 50s music. You have to go online. Yeah. But... The one thing about it, there's stations online. That's kind of. Yeah. Yep. And that's, well, that's where things are going. Okay. The second part of your column this week, I really like. Could we classify this as old wives tales? Yes. Something like that. These are old. These are stories that uh, people have told about radio, but they aren't necessarily true. So why don't you run down uh, what you found? Well, one of the big ones that uh, that I have actually mentioned before, but I think it's worth repeating just because people, they forget that it happened or they forget that they knew about it or they never heard it or they, they're so entrenched into the old news that they just don't believe it. But there is the big story about the original Boss Jock, Boss Radio, sorry, KHJ jingles that were all acapella because there was a musician strike and they were basically forced to do it when they launched the Drake format. And I've heard about that for years. It was in Ron Jacobs' book, for God's sake. And um, it's funny because Ken Levine's the one who brought it up to me. He goes, you know, that's a lie. <laughs> and he was close friends with Ron Jacobs. I'm thinking, well, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you talking about? And he goes, 
and I, I'm not even debating whether it was a musician strike or not. But he goes, no, Drake ran acapella jingles before, and he sent me an example. And I started listening to other stations, including KGB, which launched a year before KHJ did, mm. which is another thing. You know, KHJ didn't launch Boss Radio. There were other stations around that did it. But um, there's acapella KGB jingles. So it's not unheard of to do that. And something I thought about later is in the early jingle package for Boss Radio, they had some orchestra-backed jingles. Yeah, they got rid of those rather quickly, though. Well, it was one of those where they just every once in a while played them. Might right. Have been top of the hour, might have been bottom of the hour, whatever. But they did have them around, so there apparently wasn't a musician strike right when they needed them. And the jingles were done by the Johnny Mann singers who are known for a cappella singing. That right. was the, that was their thing. You right. know, they didn't have backup uh, backup band per se. And I would I would have I would have thought they would be in the musicians union as well, but who knows? Anyway, that that you cleared up. That is not a true thing. What else you got? Well, one that actually came to me because the LA Times reported it this way as a retrospective on Rick D's life and career and things like that. And it might have happened after he had been uh, let go from Kiss FM. It might have been a little bit later. But they're talking about how he came to Los Angeles in 1980 or 81, I forget the year they mentioned, to work at Kiss FM. And I'm looking at thinking, are you that lazy that you can't even do a basic search? I don't remember who the reporter was. But anyone who knows D's, anyone who knows Los Angeles radio actually knows he came to KHJ first. What was really big news to me was... And this is because at the time I was listening to K-West more than KISS. But the early days of Rick D's on KISS FM were not top 40. They were kind of a sleepy AC format that was kind of pathetic. If you listen to the early fair checks, they're pretty bad. Right. Then you've got uh, some stuff on the... You always bring it back to AM radio. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like to bring this out just because it is something that a lot of people think is known fact that AM radio has to sound bad. And one of the reasons I know that's not true is I used to own a uh, uh, Fisher receiver and it had one of those old, old, old before they set the standard for uh, FM multiplex stereo. It was AM on one channel, FM on the other. And a co-owned AM-FM combo could play stereo using both stations. Now, obviously, a waste. Obviously, not the best use of bandwidth. But it worked. And the only way you could make it sound good was to have AM as clear as it could possibly be. So this thing had a pretty flat uh, AM section. And from a technical standpoint, when you look at, look at the docks that they had for some of the AM stereo standards that were in the 80s, um, Khan, for one, who actually goes back to the 60s for AM stereo. Right. Um, well, there's another thing, too. Can AM stereo happen on... Can AM stereo happen? Yes, it did. It actually sounded great when it was done right. But the trick is, the bandwidth for AM does allow for really good fidelity with the exception of uh, interference. Gotcha. Big problem. Okay. Well, you cleared up some of the uh, wives' tales and... Uh... I'm sure you'll do that in the future too. I'd like to know some of yours. If uh, not, not yeah, yours, there you go. But any anyone listening, if you happen to know any, I'll check it out before we report on it, and then uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, a couple other things. We uh, threw it out last week that we were thinking of going to a monthly uh, format. We've had our 
highly not paid consultant uh, talk to us about this, <laughs> and he suggested not. Along with uh, we got we got emails and things like that, notes on Facebook saying don't change the weekly format. So for the time being, we're going to keep it weekly. We may skip a week now and again if there's not much news, but we're going to try and keep it on a weekly basis. We're going to try and freshen it up with some more interviews with uh, people that have been on the air in L.A. If you have anybody that you would be interested in us trying to get on the air, we'll, um, well, you you tell us. We yeah. will... We will bring that up on the air and shame the person into coming on the show, right? <laughs> it always right? works. It always works. So uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? I think that covers it, right? It should be. There's not a whole lot happening right now. All right. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Radio Waves.